You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com, begins now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Today and every day, we are brought to you by DailyRoto.com. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We're going to talk about the running backs for Week 8, and we're also going to get you ready for the slate of games in the NBA on DFS. Tony, how you doing today? Feeling good? Feeling great? Yeah, I'm doing as best as I can. You know what I mean? It's a Wednesday. It's the middle of the week. You know, people got blahs. Uh, I did, last night, I didn't do that well in uh, NBA, but I did all right in the baseball game. So I don't know. It, you know, it's, it, it was cold here this morning. It was cold down in Jacksonville. Let me tell you something, Tony. It was hot in Los Angeles in Chavez Ravine. I fundamentally believe that global warming has affected the World Series. That Justin Turner home run does not clear the wall if it's 70 degrees instead of 102. Wow, you know it's interesting tonight. The uh, total seven and a half in that game with Justin Verlander on the mound. Uh, the Houston Astros are going to have to go out and get that one tonight if there's any hopes of uh, cashing in on that World Series. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. And listen, like I said, Tony, today we're going to spotlight the running backs for Week Eight. But if anybody missed it, yesterday we talked quarterbacks. Okay, tomorrow we talk wide receivers. So while you're listening to us live right now, you could always go wherever you get your podcast and download yesterday's episode for quarterbacks and you could always check the fantasy sports radio network app let me ask you something tony real quick on the uh nba side what happened with jimmy butler like after lineups locked last night oh I, this is a crazy this last night was the insane right you only needed a, a lower score to get in last night because you had a dodge of Jimmy Butler and Anthony Davis landmine. Mm-hmm. And this is sometimes why people get crazy about the NBA. It's the greatest sport. It's the easiest one to predict based on all the data that we have out there. But the one problem we have is these guys go ahead hurt all the time. These right. guys miss games for crazy reasons. Like, it is maddening. Like, Anthony Davis is a guy, anyone that's played DFS for any time is always reluctant to play. And then all of a sudden, we we feel confident. It's a new year. He's got DeMarcus Cousins coming off 65 fantasy points, 72. Four minutes in the game, he's got a little knee injury. Yeah, it is a damn shame. But you always tell me, Tony, that's the beauty of DFS because tomorrow, today, it's a brand new day. It's a brand new lineup. I'm really sorry, though, that it's cold down there in Jacksonville. We're going to heat you up (laughs) with this episode of Lineup Lock Live. We're going to get into the running backs. And there's, listen, Tony, with six teams on by, you know, and and some some games, you know, a London game early, there are a lot of different slates to play. So there are going to be some choices that have to be made at the running back position we're going to get that to everybody and we're also going to preview the the, the slate in the NBA you told me about that high total with Brooklyn and Orlando and they went over the total last night so we're going to get some more insight like that from the Tony Sincata when we come back on lineup lock live presented by dailyroto.com right here on the fantasy sports radio network we dive into the running backs for week eight when we come back if you're not allergic to money come on back we're going to hook you up right after this. 
Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the Draft Kings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. Tony, I just went back and I checked our poll yesterday of which guard are you most likely to use. 22% of our audience picked Jimmy Butler as their uh, guard. I Hopefully they got in with a little late swap action just in time under the wire, but unfortunately I don't think that was the case. Let's turn our attention and move forward, though, Tony, to the running backs for Week 8. And if you follow along here on the show, you know that we put up the poll questions to see what the people are saying as we strive to build the people's lineup on Friday. We're going to do that on Friday for week eight of the NFL season. But we start in here on the running backs. Overall, here are the running backs that you think may be value plays. Let's see what the people think. Tony, it's Le'Veon Bell at 9,300, Zeke Elliott at 9,200. Then we drop down to Jordan Howard at 6,800 and Joe Mixon at 4,700. Tony, once again, Joe Joe Mixon continues to get love from the people. When it comes to Joe Mixon, it's me like, what's that saying? Like, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me four times, shame on everybody. Okay? Now, I don't care. I understand they've got a great matchup against the Colts, but it seems like Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard are still sort of in the mix, getting four or five touches each a game as well. Joe Mixon whining and complaining that he only got seven touches. Why do you think his opportunity grows this week against the Colts? It could go either way, right? We, we saw how the Pittsburgh Steelers reacted to Matavis Bryant, right? Uh, basically, they told him yeah. he's not playing this week, right? He was so on the you're scout not, team today, not too. Yeah, yeah. He, they already told him he's not going to play this week. So here's the problem. If they go and they use Joe Mixon, I think he has a big day. That Indianapolis team has let up 200 yards rushing over in the last two games. TJ Yeldon ran big right. on them. Uh, you had both Henry and um and and DeMarco Murray run big on them. I I think that it's worthy at forty seven hundred dollars to take a shot uh with him if you pair him with one of the two backs in the top of this poll. If you're going to go Le'Veon Bell and Ezekiel Elliott, who I think have great matchups, I think I would take a shot based on how poor the, the Colts defense has been as of late. Okay, fair enough. So we think this might be the week. Tony, I, however, am on the I got to see it before I could believe it. We've been hearing about Joe yeah. Mixon for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then, you know, two weeks it was something like 18 carries for 19 yards, right? And then last week it was like, or last game it was like seven carries. So I am not completely sold. Let me ask you about Jordan Howard. He's uh, bringing up the rear in this poll at 14%. He's priced at only 6800 But, Tony, you heard me yesterday. I think this Saints defense is is actually improving and improving under the radar in a way that people just assume, like, oh, the Saints defense is bad. They're not as bad as they've been in years past. They're sort of average right now. Do you think this is kind of a um, kind of like just an opportunity play, like he's going to get 20, 25 carries and thus will come the production? 
Yeah, I think that if you look at this game, right, two games ago we had 36 carries. You know how long it's been since we've had uh, running backs carrying that kind of carries? Uh, we saw a lot. Well, Le'Veon Bell is doing it week in, week out like that. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe Le'Veon Bell, right? He's in a whole different world by himself. Sure. And you look at what they've done. You look at what they've done with this offense. Only four completions last week for Mitchell Sprinsky. Four, right? When you look at four completions in a game, I think the workload's there. And you're, you're right. The Saints' defense has gotten better. I think they're a little better against the pass. Sure. They're actually 20th in the league against the run. They're allowing 114 yards a game. I think there's an opportunity. I think that price tag at $6,800 is very good for a guy that you know is going to get 20-plus touches. Fair enough. Um, let me ask you about these guys that are at the top of the price chart right here and in our polls, right? We got Le'Veon Bell at 9,300, Ezekiel Elliott at 92. I find it very hard that you'd be able to fit both of them in your right. lineup in any way, shape, or form. So uh, if you have to pick between them, which one are you going for? We just talked about how Le'Veon Bell getting 30 carries a game. The Steelers seem to have realized that their best weapon is Le'Veon Bell and that they should you know, ride him, and then that is what opens up the passing game for Ben and Brown. But what about Ezekiel Elliott in a division matchup with the cloud hanging over his head? Might they feed him when they know he might miss the next six games after that? Here, here's the way I think. I think you can go with either one, but you got to go with one. I think you got to get one of these two backs in your lineup. Okay. Me, I'm going with Le'Veon Bell. I think when you look at Le'Veon Bell, it's just the workload. You just talked about 36 touches, right? Le'Veon Bell being the only guy there. In a game on the road, Ben Roethlisberger struggled throughout his career. They go into Detroit, and they'll try to control the ball against a defense at 24th in the league at giving up points to running backs. Le'Veon Bell is a different monster than most. Like, we can't look at rushing yards because he doesn't take a little rushing yards, a little receiving yards because he does both so much in this offense. And if you're looking at this game, the one edge I give to Ezekiel Elliott is I think Dallas could score more points against Washington. But I like Le'Veon Bell because of the combined – a receiving number of touches. Mm -hmm. I think Dak Prescott is going to throw the ball there. But the one thing that says, you know what, Ezekiel Elliott could be the play is I think Dallas it will score more points than Pittsburgh. Yeah, absolutely. But for Le'Veon Bell, Tony, I mean, if you take out that Jacksonville game recently where, like, who knows what the Steelers were doing there when you had the Jacksonville Jaguars who were more susceptible via the run than, uh, you know, that cat scratch fever, Thundercats secondary that we've named them apparently. Check this out. Honestly, Tony, against the Ravens at the beginning of the month, when you add up his attempts and his targets, 41 opportunities. Then against Kansas City recently – Attempts and targets, 38. Then last week against Cincy, attempts and targets, 38 as well. I love that production for what many people believe is the best running back in the league. I completely understand and agree with you. Le'Veon Bell will have a chance to perform on Sunday night against the Detroit Lions. Let me ask you, though, about some of these backs that are slightly cheaper than Lev Bell or Ezekiel Elliott, but are still kind of highly priced. We're talking about Shady McCoy at 8700 Melvin Gordon at 81, Kareem Hunt at 75, and Mark Ingram at 74. As it relates to Kareem Hunt, Tony, the guy has not gotten in the end zone for like the last three or four weeks. Are you on any level concerned about that? They are now also facing a very good defense on Monday night in the Denver Broncos. I sort of think this is not the week to play Kareem Hunt. 
Yeah, don't read into the uh, narrative that Orleans Dakwa ran for 100 no. <laughs> yards against him. So, so Kareem Hunt's going to come out here. Here's the thing with Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt has gone four consecutive games without 20 fantasy points. So we talk about all the yards this guy's getting from scrimmage. Well, you know what? It's not adding up to elite numbers. And when you see him at the top of the fantasy standings for running backs, those are all built on the first three games of the season and really are not representative of the last month of what Kansas City's doing and going against the Denver defense. I would not play him. Melvin Wooden didn't get the number of touches that we were accustomed to last week, but He's got the New England Patriots defense. You know what? He's got to be worth a look. He got 18 attempts last week, right? And he only had four targets. The week before, he had 12 targets. The week before, eight targets. Mm -hmm. You've got to think Melvin Gordon's going to be in this mix against the New England Patriots. So I would like him out of that group in this one. Uh, And I think the upside is huge there. And Mark Ingram has put together an amazing run of the last couple games. But the Chicago Bears defense is good. And I think that he'll catch some balls. He won't have a bad game. But I think the guy is Melvin Gordon, who's actually the lowest in the poll. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that game last week, you know, interesting game script. They were up 21 nothing the whole time. But remember, that Denver defense that they were playing is still first in the NFL this week. They get the New England Patriots, who are the exact polar opposite, 32nd in the NFL. Tony, I want to ask you something. You mentioned that I need to get Le'Veon Bell or Ezekiel Elliott in my lineups. I've done it slightly differently, Tony. I'm staring at my lineup right now. I have LaShawn McCoy and Melvin Gordon in my lineup as my two running backs. How do you feel about that? Uh, McCoy is interesting to me, right? Because we look at it, uh, this is a lot like Le'Veon Bell to me. We look at it that Oakland's allowing 23rd of most points to running backs. Yeah, McCoy's not the average running back, right? He makes his hay both in the passing right. game. He's a guy that doesn't get in the end zone <laughs> there. So I think McCoy has big upside too. And I don't mind going with those two guys. And in fact, I don't mind if you stepped down and used one of those two guys with Jordan Howard too based on the workflow there. So I still think if you look at those guys, uh, he's got $16,800 wrapped up in your – in your uh, running backs, it still gives you plenty of time to put uh, plenty of money to go out and still put a to get a roster. You can do that for sure. And I think both guys are going to be heavily involved in the passing game. Yeah, I was going to mention that. I'm looking at LaShawn McCoy right now, and four out of his last five games, he has had seven-plus targets. That to go along with, you know, 23 carries, 20 carries, 19 carries. I also like him, like you mentioned, this Oakland Raiders defense, 27th overall. And I got a little bit of money to spend, Tony, because remember, I went bargain basement in my quarterback if you want to tune into yesterday's show. I love me, the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton against the Indianapolis Colts. So I saved a little money there. So I'm going Melvin Gordon and LaShawn McCoy. When we come back on Lineup Lock Live, we're going to dip a little bit lower on the price chart. We're going to find some values for you out there if you want to spend up other places. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Singhata right here on Lineup Lock Live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, I'm Melissa. And I'm Jill. And we're the interns. The Fancy Sports Radio Network and DKMS want to send you to Minnesota this February. All you have to do is play our big game trivia challenge sponsored by DKMS. 
Starting next week, answer four questions right, and you're heading to the big game. Tune in to find out when the contest will be running. So what are you waiting for? Play the Big Game Trivia Challenge sponsored by DKMS, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Tony, as DFS players are getting ready for the night's action in the NBA, they got to know about some injury updates. Let the people know who should not be in their lineups tonight. This is remarkable, seeing this is only second week of the NBA. Uh, Dino Waiters is a game-time decision. Rodney Hood and Joe Ingles of uh, Utah are probable. Uh, Chandler Parsons is out tonight from Memphis. D'Angelo Russell is is doubtful, but I don't think he's going to play. Uh, as they've announced, Spencer Dinwiddie will get the start, put him in the lineup. He's cheap, and he'll be able to put up points in that offense. Dwayne Wade is out for the Cavaliers. Jimmy Butler's out. Shabazz Muhammad will get the start, put him in your lineup because he's cheap. Uh, Bowman Maravich is out. We don't care about that one. And like I said, Spencer Dinwiddie is starting. So all those guys already that we know about. All right, fair enough. And as more updates become available before the action and the association tips off, keep it locked in right here to Tony Sincata and Dane Martinez. We will help you win your leagues and win that cash. Tony, before we move on to the mid-price running backs, I wanted to ask you real quick about Mark Ingram. Now, I've looked at the Saints, and Mark Ingram, in my opinion, is a locked-in, loaded RB1. He's having a great season. But there is so much buzz about Alvin Simon and Theodore Kamara that, like, do you think everyone's going to be on Kamara so much and in an ironic way Ingram could be under-owned? Oh, yeah, I think that's happened in the last two weeks, right? He's in been great matchups, uh, but they go there. I think where they think the Bears, that they're tough defense, people won't run against them there. But people forget about the amount of catches that Mark yep. Ingram gets himself, right? Both these guys catch balls. If you look at Mark Ingram, he had five targets, five targets, eight targets in his last three games. And that goes along with 20-plus rushes. You've you got to love that. I think, yeah, people go down the wrong path. I think they're both good. I think they're both playable. Uh, but Mark Ingram is truly the guy. Yeah, absolutely. Mark Ingram has been a stud. If you have him in your lineups, you have been happy on a week-to-week basis. All right, Tony, let's take a little step down to another tier of mid-price running backs. Remember, if you're following along on the show, it is at to- the Tony Sincata at Spittin' Speeds. We've got the poll question up right now. And our options at the mid-level are Jarek McKinnon at 6,500, Carlos Hyde at 6,000, Jay Ajayi at 5,900, and Chris Thompson at 5,800. Tony, Chris Thompson is even getting... Getting between the tackles work. He's getting early down work. You know, we've toyed with the idea of Samaji P. Ryan and Fat Rob Kelly like whoa before, but it's really Chris Thompson for this offense, right? Yeah, absolutely. And the only thing is is that we gotta just monitor that toe situation, uh, which he the hurt him in the fourth quarter in that game. I think at this price, in this game of this magnitude, I uh, expect some points to score. I think Chris Thompson is automatic uh, for around 15 fantasy points with a great upside here if he gets in the end zone. And this kid's been finding a knack to get in the end zone. 
Yeah, especially in the PPR format that exists over at DraftKings. Chris Thompson, I checked last week, Tony. Chris Thompson was like fourth in the NFL. Not among running backs, yeah. but just straight up fourth in the NFL in receptions. Okay, so if in PPR formats, if you're getting that, he's in essence a wide receiver too at running back two values. So we really got to like Chris Thompson at 5,800 and 44% of our poll agrees. So the Tony Sincata saying, He's something of an auto play, something of an auto getting 15 points in DFS because of the receptions that should come. I also want to ask you about Jarek McKinnon. You know, he kind of profiles as a similar back who's going to get opportunity out of the pass game. But I got to ask you, Tony, I'm a little bit scared of him this week for two reasons. Let me bounce them off you and see if you buy my angle. I know you love the narratives and the angles that I provide. One, we may see the return of Stefan Diggs. He did, in fact, travel with the team, take that flight. You don't put a guy who you don't think is going to play on that kind of flight across the pond. So I think Diggs will be there. The other thing is just straight up game flow they are playing the dumpster fire that is the Cleveland Browns so why wouldn't this be more Latavius Murray in the second half than Jarek McKinnon well the one thing about the Cleveland Browns is their defense is actually pretty Better good right pass, that has yeah actually they've actually done well against the run too but Jarek McKinnon isn't if you look at it just from a running standpoint I would say that would affect uh, Latavius Murray more, right? With Jarek McKinnon having an opportunity to get involved in the passing game. You mentioned if Stevin Diggs plays, it takes him and Thielen uh, down deeper. So I go back and forth on this one. I think a lot of people, I would definitely be off of Latavius Murray for all people that got excited about last week. Oh, yeah. Uh, I I think McKinnon is a guy that I wouldn't play, but I don't think it's a bad move. Of playing him this week. The Cleveland Browns actually right now uh, defensively are the sixth best team against the rush in the NFL. All right, so maybe there is some viable opportunity for the non, you know, three clouds, uh, three yards in a cloud of dust back, which I truly believe Latavius Murray is. Hey, Tony, what was like the biggest one-hit wonder of the 70s? Uh, the biggest one-hit wonder of the 70s? Uh I think it's uh, it was Saturday night by the Bay City Royal, uh, Rollers. Okay, uh, is Saturday night's all right for fighting? Saturday night, right? Is all right for partying or something like okay, that? Okay, fair enough. Like because that. that's what I'm going to name Latavius Murray. He's a one-hit wonder, and so I need <laughs> I need good reference points because for me it'd be like you know uh, maybe the Macarena, Mambo Number Five, oh, 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 oh. things of that nature. Those yes. are pretty good one-hit wonders, no? I'm not a very good dancer, but I always I know about your dancing style, Tony. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I even brought it home. I even brought it home, and I asked my lady about it, and she said that uh, you know when we're at certain functions that that's a good dance to go with, that she'll do all the work, and I thoroughly appreciate it. And, Tony, next time <laughs> in New- you're in New York, my salsa lesson offer remains in place. But let's keep it moving to some of these other backs. I want to ask you about Jay Ajayi at 5,900, Tony, because Ajayi has been a guy where we've been – wondering about like his practice schedule all week and he kind of gets like that rest day on a Thursday well they play on Thursday this week against the Baltimore Ravens defense that you know has a has a reputation for being pretty strong I don't know if I trust him on the short week Tone I that's my problem with this whole thing like it is a it's a great matchup right when you look at Jay Ajayi 5,900 bucks that price is cheap right very cheap but Baltimore gets a return of their nose tackle, uh, who really is going to solidify that defensive line. You look at the 20-plus carries Jay Ajayi has got. 
Well, he's got them for a few weeks now, and he hasn't done a damn thing with them, right? A damn thing. This guy is doing nothing. 23 for 51. That's 2.2 yards a carry in his last game. Uh, he had five yards against Atlanta. He put 130 yards when he had that big win. He had 16 fantasy points, which is high. He only had eight fantasy points against Tennessee, six fantasy points against New Orleans, and four fantasy points against the Jets. I mean, he's not doing anything. I, I, it's hard to use him, even though it tells you that this is a good play. Yeah, no, I hear you. I am not taking the chance myself with Jay Ajayi either. I don't trust it on the short rest. Let me ask you quickly about Carlos Hyde, Tony. They're playing the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles are something like 30th in the league against the pass, but number one in the NFL against the rush. Why would I pick a running back facing a team that was number one in the league against the run? Well, Carlos Hyde's a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield, but when you got a quarterback in his second game, this is going to be a tough one to uh, go ahead and throw him in there. I think if it was a situation where we had, like, Chris Thompson, right? Perfect example. If sure. he was playing against them, it would be a whole different situation. I think Carlos Hyde has that kind of ability, but he doesn't play in a good enough offense that it's probably not going to happen. Okay, fair enough, Tony. And listen, let me ask you this, because we just got hit up on Twitter by a guy named Brian Eckhart. He was asking us about LeGarrette Blunt, Marlon Mack, and Tariq Cohen. I went with LeGarrette Blunt. You gave the answer of Marlon Mack. And I wanted to push yeah. you on this, Tony, because you were talking about, oh, we hear so much about Marlon Mack, and then he gets two carries, right? So what I responded yeah. to the guy was that LeGarrette Blunt is the one, A, most likely to get in the end zone, and B, the one that I can like kind of bank on getting some carries. I ask you about that as it relates to Carlos Hyde. Do you think when do you think this Matt Breida thing is going to happen? Because there's been coach speak about him the same yeah. way there's been about Marlon Mack. And when you talk about a team that's better against the run than the pass, why wouldn't it be Breida on the field as this pass catching back? The hardest thing ever to figure out is what coaches are going to do, right? We can analyze the matchups, but we, we, we know which guys are there. But the weirdest thing for me in that Philadelphia game that we just watched was LeGarrette Blunt wasn't in the game in the first half. They had Corey Yeah, they went to Smallwood, too, a bunch. Yeah, and, and so I'm a, I'm a little concerned what happened there. Clement fumbled, and then Blunt got in the game, right. and he touched the ball a lot in the second half. So I have no idea what Philadelphia is going to, what's going to do there. The Indianapolis Colts, I expect them to uh, have a tough game this game, mm -hmm. and that finally got Marlon Mack some opportunity last time. And in a blowout situation, I think they're going to end up going to him now with Turbin out of the game in that they don't have anywhere else to turn. And I think Cincinnati uh, will put up some points against them. So if LeGarrette Blunt, if you told me he was going to get 14 carries, absolutely go with him. That's the whole thing is trying to figure out which three of these guys are going to get carries. Uh, in, in this opportunity in these games. Yeah, fair enough. So, but regardless of if you you know like the advice you're getting from the Tony Sincato, or if you want to go with your own gut, what you need to do is go to dailyroto.com, rotoexperts.com/dkms. Okay, if you listen to the show, you already know that the Fantasy Sports Network we're teaming up with DKMS to help fight blood cancer, and here's how we're doing it: we're trying to let people know, raise awareness about this disease, and how easy it is for you to be able to help okay you could register to be a blood donor you could register to be a bone marrow donor and 
here's the other thing we're doing. We're giving you free entry into a DFS contest. And if you win that, you go to the finals on week 17. If you win that, you get two tickets to Super Bowl 52 in early February up there in Minnesota. Tony, if you thought it was cold today in Jacksonville, get ready for February in Minnesota. But maybe if one of the listeners uh, win, they'll take one of us, huh? Oh, you know what? That'll be uh, absolutely amazing. We'll go out there, and we could go to a dance party and everything. It'll be amazing. We might see Terrell Owens. Yeah, and we already know what dance moves Tony's going to be breaking out. So, you know, take him at your own risk. When we come back on Lineup Lock Live, we go sharpen that the blue light special for running backs for Week 8. And then we also turn our attention to tonight's slate in the NBA. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman say it. Welcome back to Lineup Block Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. And Tony, we got Chris Bavona down there in the Fantasy Dungeon, one of the best in the business, going right at that Mambo number 5 coming out of break. You got to love how they respond right there, Tony. Um, check it out. We're going to go shopping at the Bargain Basement a little bit, though, here, Tony. The Blue Light Special of Running Backs for Week 8. We got the poll question up, and we have the aforementioned Wendell Smallwood at 4800 Deion Lewis at 46, Duke Johnson at 4,500, and Jalen Richard at 4,300. Tony, let's start right there with Jalen Richard. As we know, beast mode, the suspension has been upheld. He will not be playing for Oakland this week. So uh, let me ask you, is it Jalen Richard, first of all, over D. Washington? Is he the running back in Oakland that you think will get more of the touches, first of all? And second of all, if you think he gets a big-time workload, why not go? Go with him at the value of 4300 Yeah, I think you definitely go against him. Uh, you use him. I think Washington uh, is going to get right about the same amount of touches, but Jalen Rashad will be involved in the passing game, right. and I think that he could make a bigger hit there, and you know, one play can, can get him over the top. But look at the Kansas City game. He had nine uh, rushes for 31 yards, but he had four targets for 45. He'll definitely be used in the passing game as well. So I like him at 4,300. I think it's a good play. It's a tough defense to go against. You know what? We could save a lot of problems in the world and the court systems. If when you appeal any kind of case that you have, if you lose, you get double the time. Like, how did Marshawn Lynch appeal that and think he was going to win? Like, what what did he right. not understand? Nah, I'm protecting my boy unfair? from Oakland. It's all good. Don't you understand, Judge? <laughs> I mean, the guy was like 60-year-old guy, and he's got him by the shirt. And he's like, 
yelling at what the hell did he think he wasn't even in the play he came off the sideline and he's able to appeal this thing no i completely agree with you tony tony remind me later on at the end of the show to give you my theory on parking at a fire hydrant in new york city it's it's similar to your appeal theory okay um let's keep it moving with some of these backs i want to talk about duke johnson who's getting 23 percent of the support at forty five hundred dollars listen duke johnson was sort of the thing when deshaun kaiser was under center but i gotta ask you, Tony, why are the Browns going back to Kaiser this week? I don't understand it for this week. They have a bye after this. They're in the London game. And the thing is, this kid's confidence has to be fragile at this point, right? So why are you going to put him back against the Minnesota Vikings? Why not let Kessler or Hogan take the hit and then say, oh, we schemed better things for him. We coached him up during the bye and then have him ride out. Why? Why against Minnesota do you put Kaiser back in? First of all, you guys can listen to the Roto Experts in the morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. I love the show, except for they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Oh, that's, a great, about that's a great plug, Tony. Except when they talk about Hugh Jackson. Okay, they, think that they, think, they think he should keep his job, and I'm like, just on how he's handled this one quarterback, yeah, it's ridiculous. he does not belong in the NFL. How does he say he can learn a lot by sitting on the sideline and keep him there one game and then take him out at halftime? It's either one way or the other. Either the kid keeps playing or he stays in the game. I agree Cody Kessler should have got one more start and then go back to Kaiser. This is the crazy – I would say – you can't switch again, but they've already done it twice. I mean, I have no idea. Yeah, the quarterback whisperer that is Hugh Jackson is confident in his kid that he pulled last week across the pond against that Minnesota defense that has been together for a while. I fear for the safety yes. of Deshaun. So, so then let me ask you this. So then why, why Duke Johnson? Why is Duke Johnson a good play in what I think is going to be a dumpster fire of a game, Tone? The only thing that you can say here is that price is so low, and the only time Duke Johnson's put up the big numbers is with Deshaun Kaiser at quarterback. So in the passing game, he gets some uh, targets there. But I, I'll tell you what, I'd rather play Jalen Rashad over Duke Johnson this week. Yeah, I absolutely agree. So do the people in our poll, and you could save $200 by doing yep. so. Tony, the next guy I want to talk about, because we already talked a little bit about that Philadelphia Eagles running back situation and how it's kind of turned into a little bit of a whack-a-mole. There is no running back situation in the league where you do not know what running back is the guy rather than New England. But I will say this, Deion Lewis has looked good. Deion Lewis has started to get early down work over a guy like Mike. Mike Gillisley, are you ready, excuse me, ready, willing, and able to believe that Deion Lewis is going to be like the guy you're not afraid of Bill Belichick switching it up and like Rex Burkhead getting 20 touches next week? Oh, absolutely. I would never use this guy in a million years, to tell you the truth. I think the Patriots know he's the best back on the team, and they love him. And I think that he's on a pitch count. And I think that they had to win the last two games against New- the Jets and Atlanta. I think they think they have a little breathing room. And I don't think you'll see more than Deion Lewis get 10 touches in this game. And they want to make sure him and Danny Amendola are always guys that show up at playoff time. And they try to keep these guys healthy, and then they take the bubble wrap off these two. I wouldn't play this guy in a million years. I hear people talking about him. I hear people going to waiver wire in their season-long leagues. Not me. 
wouldn't do it. Yeah, fair enough. I agree with you. I am not playing the Russian roulette game of the Patriot running backs with, along with Bill Belichick because he blows me away every single time. Hey, Tony, that about will do it for us on the NFL side of things today. Remember, if you want to know our takes on the quarterback, go on back to yesterday's episode wherever you get your podcast or on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about the wide receivers and the tight ends that we like, and we'll put it all together on Friday as we talk and give out the people's lineup. The people still need to dig out of the hole. My man, the Tony Sincata, is such a great human being. He is fronting the cash for the people. We got to get the people's lineup to cash or hit big one of these days so we could, uh, you know, get back to the Tony Sincata. Uh, Tony, let's look at the NBA real quick. I want to talk first about the forwards, okay, real quick, because everyone is loving LeBron James. I want to ask you about LeBron James, who played a little point guard, it looked like, last night. I know a lot of people, yourself included, Tony, you said one reason you wouldn't necessarily ride with LeBron is because you thought they were going to be in a blowout, but it turned out that that was not the case, right? Now, Tonight, they are in a second game of a back-to-back, but they are playing against the uh, Brooklyn Nets, right? The total of this game is 227, so we expect points to be scored, but might this be the night, second game of a back-to-back, where LeBron does not play his usual minutes? Well... Yes, it could happen, but they also have Dwayne Wade out, another guard. Besides Derrick Rose, a guard there. So that sort of eliminates some of the rotation there. And he, we're going to get bonus points because we get more assists than usual with him playing point guard tonight. And we got a fast pace. I really think that over and under tonight should be about 237. Uh, so I think it's a little under what it should be. And I look at that game to go over the total again tonight. And I'm actually going to play LeBron James, and I'm going to play – Another forward on Cleveland, Kevin Love. Both those guys will be in my lineup tonight. Interesting, Tony. You got 42% of the people love LeBron James. Only 4% are riding with Kevin Love at a reduced price of 8600 But the Tony Sincata says he likes Kevin Love because of all the guard issues that are down there. And that LeBron, I'm, I'm telling you, Tony, I think this is the game where LeBron does, in fact, wind up sitting in the fourth quarter. Hey, Tony, another game that has a pretty high total i'm looking at this houston philadelphia game at 220 and i see joel Embiid getting some support in this poll as well at 8000 i trust the process okay and as long as he's healthy why not ride with joel Embiid? well the problem is he you never know how many minutes he's going to play game to game they played two nights ago he played 28 minutes if he plays 28 minutes, right, you're going to get 35, 40 fantasy points. He's over a point-a-minute guy. Mm-hmm. He played 28 minutes a game before 27. Those are good, good numbers. But every once in a while, you talk about a situation and a process, he plays 16 minutes every once in a while. So I get scared to death of using this guy unless he's off three or four days. Fair enough, fair enough. And yet, one outing every three or four games is apparently good enough to get you a hundred and what, a hundred forty, a hundred fifty million dollars. Oh, yeah. Oh my God, he's amazing. How about the kid Ben Simmons though? Yeah. Uh, tonight, right? This is a big guy, right? And he plays all the positions on the court. Tonight, Las Vegas has his over and under on assist at six and a half. 
that's what kind of player this kid Simmons is. Yeah, this guy could be, you know, another one of these point forwards uh, for Philadelphia. Let me ask you about this last forward that I wanted to talk about, and it's KD, Kevin Durant. We just talked about how it's like Russian roulette trying to pick which Patriots running back is going to pop off. How do you know on a night-to-night basis if it's Kevin Durant that's going to go for 35, if it's Steph Curry, if Klay Thompson's going to put up 30 in one quarter of action, for God's sakes, or if it's Draymond that they're going to give some love to and get him a double-double. Why do you think tonight might be a night for Kevin Durant? You know what's a great thing about the Golden State Warriors is that they got such a dream team that they blow everybody out every night. So their coach actually cares about getting their guys their numbers, right? So he leaves them in until they get their numbers. It is the craziest thing I've ever seen, but I love it. And we love it at DFS. Kevin Durant, 47, 58, 50, and then 41 that first game where he, uh, he started out really terrible. I look at him at this one, and they have no matchup for him up top. I think Kevin Durant is basically matchup-proof anyways, but they're going against Toronto. There's no defensive specialist there. It used to be Damari Carroll. Uh, he should have a field day and score whatever he wants tonight. Fair enough. And, Tony, I know we're up against the break, but I wanted to ask you about the centers in our poll real quick. Carl Anthony Towns is getting a ton of support. He is the runaway winner of this, but he is also the highest price guy. If you need to save a little bit of money, which of these guys would you go with, Clint Capella or someone else? Do you have any off-the-radar way to get some savings at the center position tonight? Yeah, tonight I'm actually going to use Marcus Saul and Rudy Gobert. So I'm using two centers, 7,800 and 7,500 respectively. Fair enough. And that's why Tony is more than just a friend because he gives you what you need. And it's the lineups to win a little bit of cash. When we come back, we're going to talk real quick about the guards. And then we're going to get Tony Sincata's lineup in the association tonight. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata lineup lock live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. Mark Ingram, in my opinion, is a locked in loaded RB1, but there is so much buzz about Alvin Simon and Theodore Kamara. People forget about the amount of catches that Mark Ingram gets himself, right? Both these guys catch balls. I think they're both good. I think they're both playable, uh, but Mark Ingram is truly the guy. Weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. FNTSY.com slash radio. Unbelievable here on Lineup Lock Live. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We talked about the running backs for week eight, and we're also giving you a preview of tonight's slate in the association. Tony, real quick, you were talking here about the uh, some of the guards, and we had a poll. What stands out to me is the price on James Harden at 11600 even above a guy like LeBron James. Quite frankly, Tony, is the beard worth the price? He hasn't been this year. Last year, he was a guy, it didn't matter what the, him and Westbrook, it didn't matter what the price was. You just throw him in there. But this year, we expected it to go down, his value, because of Chris Paul. Chris Paul hasn't been playing, but he's still not shooting the ball as much. He's spreading the ball around, and the team's not scoring. So I uh, don't think he's worth the price at all this evening. And uh, it wouldn't shock me if the Philadelphia 76ers end up taking this game tonight at home. 
Yeah, absolutely. Trust me. I trust the process. I agree with you. I would be looking elsewhere to spend the, the 11600 in my budget. So let's, uh, Tony, let's give the people what they want, okay? It sounds like James Harden is not in your lineup tonight at the NBA. So who is? Let's make the people some money, Tone. Yeah, $4,200. Spencer Dinwiddie getting the start at guard. D'Angelo Russell out for Brooklyn tonight. Shabazz Muhammad's filling in for... Uh, Mr. Po- our guy Jimmy Butler, $3,000 tonight at shooting guard. He played 31 minutes last time Jimmy Butler was out. LeBron James, 10400 against Brooklyn. That game, they've gone over the total every game. Uh, we're coming off a 240-plus total last night. I think it's going to be about 237 tonight. Ryan Anderson, 4200 against Philadelphia. Philadelphia's much improved, but defensively, uh, still a weak team. Ryan Anderson's a guy at 4200 that can get hot with the three-pointers. Marcus Gasol against a team with no center in Dallas, 7800 uh should tear that one apart. Kyle Levert, we used him last night. We used him again tonight, $5,100 in that high-paced game. Kevin Love, $7,600 in that high place game. And Rudy Gobert uh, will take on Phoenix. No front court defense there, $7,500. So Dinwiddie, Muhammad, LeBron James, Ryan Nason, Marcus L., Kyle Levert, Kevin Love, Rudy Gobert. You know what? We do a lot better than ESPN. Uh, they've been promoting this uh, San Antonio-Miami game uh, for four days, and they've had Hassan Whiteside's picture on who's going to be out about a week. <laughs> That's why you need to tune in to Lineup Lock Live presented by DailyRoto.com right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. FNTSY greater than sign ESPN with Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. Hey, Tony, real quick. I saw you put up another poll as it related to the bad juju out there in Pittsburgh with Martavis Bryant. We said that he's going to you know, be inactive. He's been told he's going to be inactive in week eight. Juju Smith-Schuster was practicing fully out of the concussion protocol, what I want to ask you, because we're doing two sports here, right, football and basketball, who do you think has a better chance to actually ultimately get what they want, Martavis Bryant or Eric Bledsoe? Uh, Eric Bledsoe. I think Martavis Bryant's got a bad situation where the Pittsburgh Steelers are a franchise that's decided, you know what, we're going to take the bull by the horns we're going to not trade this guy. We're going to put him on the practice squad <laughs> there where Phoenix is letting this guy stay home. And they're going to try to trade them, right? They're going to try to get something for nothing. Where Pittsburgh said, hey, you know what? We don't want to improve somebody else. We can't get value for you based on what you've done. You just can sit there, and you're going to take it like a man. And he has another year on the contract, too. So I think he's in trouble. Yeah, I agree. If you keep it locked in on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you're going to hear me on the Fantasy Freestyle next hour. Tony, my poll question is, should guys like Bledsoe and Martavis Bryant be able to leverage social media to try and force a trade? My options are yes, no, and millennials. Am I right? This seems very millennial to me. I said the first thing Martavis Bryant wants to do, apologize to his teammates, apologize to the front office, and then delete MySpace. Delete Facebook and delete everything you got. Make sure you get the MySpace out of there. Everybody forgets that one. MySpace is definitely the one that will come back to bite them. Uh, tune in tomorrow, though. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We're going to preview the pass catches for week eight. I'm sure there'll be a little bit more Martavis Bryant talk as well. We'll see how the situation evolves. Maybe Juju is a good option. Tune in tomorrow and find out. Lineup Lock Live. Peace.